What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. That's what I love about these movies, Rob. We get older, and they also get older. And now Dazed and Confused is 30 years greater. That's right. It is 30 years greater. The Post Show Recaps and RHAP Podcast, where we are going back 30 years into the past to talk about movies from the 1990s. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by Rob Sesternino, and we are going to take a paddle to Dazed and Confused. Oh, no. Wait, I didn't know there was going to be hazing. We're going to haze Haze Dazed and confuse spank this movie right on the tush rob <laughs> oh my god some light spanking action here on the 30 years more than light spanking right well you know there was the one spanking that i thought like pink really did like a really solid job of uh spanking that young man on the butt it's just like mm-hmm. a tiny little mitch kramer uh, just a tiny little love tap for Mitch Kramer. But otherwise, it's like harsh spankings from Ben Affleck and, and the game. Very harsh. Yeah, very harsh. Way harsh. Not so harsh is the 30 Years Greater podcast. A lovely time here on the Internet and in your podcast feed, where if you're just joining us, Rob and I talk about movies currently from 1993. We're going back 30 years in time to talk about movies 30 years later. And today is a really special one, Rob. First of all, as we're recording this, it is uh, the exact 30-year anniversary of Dazed and Confused, uh, September 24th, 1993, when it initially came out. The Richard Linklater written and directed, uh, directed Dazed and Confused, a movie I've only seen once. Rob, you had never seen before. I never saw it until I, I had been waiting my whole life to watch it. And so yeah. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, this is really fun because I feel like a lot of these movies we have either both watched or one of us has watched a lot. Uh, and in this case, I think that we're approaching a really beloved movie, like a soup, like one of like the defining cult classics of the cult classic classification mm-hmm. uh, that you and I, I think have like, very uh like almost like newborn babe thoughts about dazed and confused yeah uh, before coming on you're like this movie was not what i thought it would be 
it really wasn't you know i had thought it would be you know uh one thing and, and it turned out to be a very different thing so uh you know i'm not even like a good bad but i think i'm probably more confused than dazed yeah more confused than dazed uh so we will hope to clear up some of the confusion here as we talk through dazed and confused of course Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. PostShowRecaps.com slash 30, or you can search PostShowRecaps 30 years greater wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to watch these on video, on demand, PostShowRecaps.com slash YouTube, you can subscribe to the PSR YouTube channel and check out the 30 years greater playlist. All of our podcasts are going to be living there. So, Rob, Dazed and Confused. So what did you think Dazed and Confused was going to be? I think that this is also, by the way, maybe a little bit of a format breaky episode of the podcast because there's not exactly a plot to recap. I think. On yeah, Disney. well, that's. I think I. I think I thought that'd be like a little bit more of like a plot or like a three act structure or you know it would be like a little bit more like a movie. Yeah, uh, and if I mean it was vignettes more vignettes yeah yeah i mean it was really like about like pretty much like it takes place over like one day yes yeah, yeah. it's, it's one like day. one 24 hour period uh no no real time uh you know thriller action uh and there's I mean, a lot of a characters bit, yeah. and i feel like it could be like just like we could do like imd bags of the <laughs> whole episode just yeah. like every single person uh-huh. like okay this is where they're at this is where they're at this is where they're at we could do like a cast draft of all these people i would very happily do a cast draft of all these people uh career be, draft from, it's a it's yeah. a real real who's who of people who are who are in this movie and then like a real like wait w- why did that person not pop off uh of some of these people as well uh, yeah, so I think that this is a movie that uh, is is widely, widely loved as something of uh, a hangout movie to a certain degree. It's a movie that, as is the premise of the podcast, came out in 1993 uh, and is focused on a period of time not quite 30 years earlier or 30 years less, not quite 20 years uh, less as well. It takes place in the summer uh, or the start of the summer of 1976 in a small town, uh, or I guess it's Austin. It's Austin, Texas. Maybe an Austin, Texas suburb. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the last day of high school, and it's a transition of juniors becoming seniors and junior high schoolers becoming freshmen, and the hazing and glory days that ensue as a result. And I think that this is a movie that has uh, lots of lots of nostalgia baked into the premise yes. at the time it arrives. Yeah, and I think that that's what's really interesting, and especially in context of like what we are doing and sort of like the little bit of the reading up I've been doing about Dazed and Confused, like the idea from uh, Richard Linklater, who, you know, I think has really made his, uh, you know, his his entire like film career, I think has been about like exploring this idea. The human condition. The human condition and the passage of time and memory and nostalgia. The trilogy, yeah, is like a big one. Uh, Boyhood. Did you ever see either of those? No, I didn't. I I didn't. I'm interested, but I I have not seen them. But maybe I think you'd have fun. All right, so what is that? 2044, we'll be looking at Boyhood. So uh, Yeah, okay. yeah. 2044, we'll be looking at Boyhood. And he's I look making forward to it. a spiritual sequel to Boyhood called Merrily We Roll Along, which is going to film over the course of 20 years. That's like the first movie that I think we can officially say will definitely never be covered 
on 30 years it, greater because we'll be dead by yeah. the time it's eligible. Um, uh, do they have to stop down filming? Are they? Are they uh, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm That's, not sure. Anyway, so. but the idea of the Days and Confused was to explore the idea of like, hey, there's like nostalgia for the 70s and we're going to show you like how it was and like how it was actually kind of boring and it wasn't really that that fun and there was a lot of anxiety and angst and we're going to show you like a little bit of like life as it was then and then i think that that was the process but now here we are of like 30 years after days and confused and i feel like people are like yeah, like this was this was it, man. We should go back. Like uh, this is how like movies uh, should have been. Why don't we have good stuff like this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we really are kind of like in that exact spot. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the thing that's funny is like for me watching it this morning, second time I'd ever seen it, first time as uh, an adult ever seeing it. I think when I'd watched Days and Confused, I was like late high school to college. Uh, I don't know where in there because it wasn't like an incredibly memorable experience. I had no real connection to the 70s, at least not one that was obvious to me at the time. Uh, And I was either, you know, one of like the high school aged kids or I was like closer to the McConaughey age, I guess. And just like too close to it to appreciate any of what the movie was really trying to tell me. And now as like a 38-year-old person, sort of like the the distance that I have on the viewing of Dazed and Confused is not dissimilar probably to that spread of time between the release of Dazed and Confused and 1976. So like the thing that the like the people who were my age in 93 were probably nostalgic about watching Dazed and Confused when Dazed and Confused came out, like their high school years, is how I'm feeling about like my late childhood, early adulthood. And it was very trippy to, to go back and, and check it out in that way where it's like, look at baby Ben Affleck. Like, look at little baby Ben. Uh, look at like baby Matthew McConaughey. Look at all these people who now then you look up, how old are they now? Like getting into their 50s, their 60s. Like it's like, you know, mm-hmm. really, really changing quite a bit. And so I felt old watching this movie in a profound way that I am uh, about 25 minutes on the other side of beginning to process because I just finished watching the movie before we started hitting record. You felt old because that when you first saw it, that you were a young person that could identify with the high school kids. And yeah, now here you are like, like saving a the world man. from yeah. a meteor, you know, like a meteor, an asteroid was threatening Armageddon on mm-hmm. Earth. And he now was, that would be like the least of our problems. And he was, he was doing animal cracker uh, dances on Liv Tyler and was trying to save the world. And Adam Goldberg, uh, who plays uh, Newhouse, who's throwing punches at Nikki Cat, who's another actor I really like from that time. Uh, in my mind, that guy was like going and fighting the Nazis and saving Private Ryan. And so like when I watched the movie at the time, they were they were like younger versions of the people that I was knowing them as mm-hmm. like in that like contemporaneous time period of like they're having these moments that are like totally separate from days and confused. Like it felt like weird and jarring to see them like young at that time. Now it feels like 
it feels really weird and jarring for me to see them young at that time because these people have, have moved on quite a bit. Uh, they're all, uh, what's McConaughey's character? Uh, Wood Wooderson's? Mm-hmm. They're all Wooderson's in their own right. And I guess that means so am I, Rob. Yeah. I, uh, you know, didn't have that same experience because I did not watch it the first time. I, I know that it has been talked about like my whole life and I had always wanted to watch this movie and I just had never gotten around to it. Yeah. And then I, I, I feel like I missed the boat. Uh-huh. Did it feel evocative of any of your youthful days? Uh, this is not me being like, Rob, were you around 1976 in high school? No, no. Uh, but what was, what was, uh, were there any ways in which this movie is like depiction of that point in a person's life? Uh, did any of that feel close to your experience at all, whether it was college or something else? I mean, certainly the idea of that you have like, uh, this time in your life when there are not actual like any responsibilities that you have and like what what that feels like versus the point in your life that will come after where you know there is a desire to go back and revisit those times when like uh wasn't that great when we all we did was like uh hang out and go to the burger place and and so there is a desire to go back there certainly for everybody we have to go back we have to go back there but I think I'm a weird person because <laughs> okay, I you could just stop it there. Yeah. For me, like I, I've never been a person that talks about high school as being like one of the best times of my life. Like I yeah. never I, I didn't really have like a high school experience where it was like, oh my God, like high high school was the best, man. And I had that more with, with my college time right. than high school where you know, but I don't like <laughs> I never once in my entire life have I thought of like, man. I wish I could go back to go back to college, go back to high school. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not me particularly either. I think, I think that that's why there are some moments in this movie. And one of the things I really love about Dazed and Confused is it, because it has its eye on so many different social circles. So like, there's the football kids, like the jocks who are just like now like becoming seniors and think that now it's their time to inherit the throne. They're the kings of the school. Or if you're Ben Affleck's character, you are once again the king of the school as he is a super senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are the the kids who are just like the stoners, not a care in the world, who are kind of just trying to like philosophize their way through their final uh, year here at school. There are like the nerds who feel like they're like sort of like contractually obligated to go to the bonfire to the keg party there are the freshmen who are like deeply terrified of Mm -hmm. like the the hazing rituals that are happening on this day and still to come and so i think that and then there's also like the the parents uh that are like you know at least gestured at in this movie of like I know you're about to throw a kegger at my house, so I'm not going to go on vacation. You've just disrupted my life terribly. Who I'm watching this movie, you're probably like, man, screw that guy. And now you're kind of like, yeah, like, of course you have to. You've got to watch back. Or I guess like now you'd probably have like a ring or some other uh, like <laughs> device with which to watch your home, perhaps. Yeah, I you think know? so. Yeah, th- that uh, would definitely be. Um, I-, but I think it, it, it surveys a lot of different corners of life. So like, I think like, 
nostalgia or like uh like douche chills that you have when you think hmm. back on this time in your life uh for for men for women like for a lot of different people i think uh i think it i think it has a little bit of something if not for everybody then for at least a, a lot of people and i think like you can lens out this movie based on like the american high school experience uh in a lot of different different ways uh i, th- I think it's a really really terrific movie i, I really really liked it I, I really enjoyed going back and checking it out yeah it was just different than what i uh had thought I, what I was the vibe like, did you think it was like a little more like kevin smith maybe uh, no like not fast really. talky hijinks no definitely i didn't think it was like kevin smith although ben affleck was here yes. i did think it was gonna be like a little bit more of like a i guess like more like a like um a dumb like uh coming of age high school comedy about yeah, yeah. I think as I, th- I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more that 70s show. No, you know, not, mm. that, not like that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, um, right. Sure. But I, that, that's where I thought that this was going to be a little bit more of like, OK, this we're going to follow a small group of kids and see like a little bit more about like uh, them, like getting high and being stupid in the 70s. Yeah, uh, certainly a few of those we we definitely get. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely get a couple of corners of that. But can I ask you a question from just like a big picture with Dazed yeah. and Confused? Do you feel like that Dazed and Confused really ushered in the 70s nostalgia that was present in the 90s? Mm, that's interesting. Um, Culminating it, in the aforementioned uh, the aforementioned show. When did the, that 70s show come out? That 70s late, show is... Late 90s. I think like 98. 90s, yeah, 98. 99 uh, even? That's wild to me. I don't know why it felt like uh, that 70s show happened a little bit earlier. Um, I don't know. Hard for me to say. I think uh, certainly we can we can uh, continue to check the record as we advance through the 90s over the course of the next couple of years of like how many other major 70s movies come out from this thing. I think less that and more for me a bit of this... Um, there is just like I think watching it this time really felt like there is sort of this perpetual cycle that we are always in of like, man, remember that it was so much better then. like that mm-hmm. was so much better than it is now. Uh, and is that always the case? Uh, I believe it's uh, cousin Greg who says uh, better for everybody, not for all uh, or some version of that uh, when asked to look back on uh, on days of yesterday uh and I, I think that this movie is perfectly situated at that time it's not quite 20 years greater from the move uh from the time period that it's analyzing when the movie comes out it's from a filmmaker who lived that time period this is very very evocative of richard Linklater's uh, own high school experience the point that i believe he got sued over it uh from oh my god from people who uh who shared names with some of these characters uh, mm-hmm. And thought that they were maybe uh, being, uh, you know, uh, mischaracterized or perhaps too closely characterized. I think the lawsuit was dropped ultimately. Um, so I think that it, it really is sort of representative of this feeling of like uh, trying to go back and recapture something. Um, but I think also one of the things that was uh, was like sort of like a, a brain teaser for me is the the difference between the 1970s aesthetic and vibe versus the 1990s aesthetic and vibe at least at my like from my seat in the 1990s felt profound 
Uh, and I feel like the difference between the aesthetic and vibe of the 1970s and the aesthetic and vibe of the 2020s is certainly distinct and profound. But is the distinction between like the vibe and the aesthetic of like the 1990s or I guess in my case for high school, the early 2000s really distinct and profound from the 2020s or has not much changed visually and aesthetically or am I just too close to it to realize? And I guess like that was part of like sort of like that was like sort of like my my high on the football field staring at the stars <laughs> take watching this movie, you know? Yeah. Um. So you're asking from the 90s to the 70s yeah. was it that different as it was for you or uh, even like from now now to like the early 2000s like how much has actually changed have we stopped changing so dramatically or am i just too old to see the difference because i'm like well, i we didn't had aim you know yeah. i mean well does this even happen uh in modern like is right. the average like a high school teenager are they out like, you know, drinking on Doing the football this. field? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that between like cameras and then phones and stuff like that. Like, I think that the, the, the security game, state. Yeah. Yeah. I think the game has changed a little bit. I'd be surprised. And maybe I don't know if like there's I guess the best way for us to know is like there's a you know, we have like uh, our peers that are listening to this show. Like, are your kids out drinking uh, on the high school field? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Please like, write in. Uh, yeah, we'd love so, to hear from you. Is is that is that going on? I, I suspect it's going on less than yeah. it is um, during uh, the, the times that we were high schoolers, and certainly less so than in in this. Where in this movie, like the police show up at the football field, I'm like, how did they get them? How did they know? Yeah, uh, it's just part of their patrols. I don't know. Um, I do feel like there are. Uh, there are ways in which this movie just still did feel like familiar to my high school experience in certain corners of it. And like the types of things that you were able to get away with and the types of ways in which you would while away your time without like, uh, like overly exposing what my high school experience was, was like. Um, but it even like, reflecting back on that it is such a reflection of what the people in days and confused are doing and getting away with mm -hmm. so i feel like just the further and further away that's echoing out like the the less it looks like the 70s high school experience i would i would imagine but again speaking as an old literally no idea um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's yeah. get into some of the questions that perhaps we have about days and could views. Like super quick plot synopsis is it's the final day of high school. Uh, juniors are becoming seniors. Junior high schoolers are becoming freshmen. They start hazing each other. The juniors becoming seniors are really excited to be seniors. The junior high schoolers becoming freshmen hate it. They're being horribly like sm uh, smothered in ketchups and mustards and oats and stuff and getting flogged if you're a boy. Uh, and it's just a it's a terrible yeah. time. And then they get drunk and they get high and people learn things. And uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, uh, gets older, but everybody else uh, stays the same age. 
Mm-hmm. That's effectively the film. Yeah, there's a lot of hazing that goes on at this high school. I yeah. have never heard of this before. This was really uh, new to me, and I was really very confused. They didn't have it. hazing at Wanta. Uh, I don't know what the name of the Wanta school was. Yeah, Wanta, Wanta High School. Yeah. Yeah. So you just like uh, you become a freshman and then you get hazed by the seniors just for showing up. I guess just for existing, uh, it seems like even if you don't show up, they'll come track you down is what it seems. They'll like. come track you down and yeah, then just like you. paddle the hell out of you. Yeah, just pat you on the butt over over and over again. Uh, I don't recall this for myself. This didn't happen to me. That being said, there are uh, there were a lot of ways actually in which some of the hazing rituals and like the disparity between like king of the hill and like uh like peons at the bottom of the hill was very reflective of uh some of my summer camp experience and in watching this movie made me really remember like how like 70s culture driven my 1990s summer camp experience felt Mm -hmm. like uh and so i do think that maybe there is just like this this time in in uh american culture where like you even see it like when the when the when the newly minted freshmen go to like their science teacher or something they're like it would really make such a difference if you could le- let us leave five minutes early and the guy is like it's like they told me back at the war 50 of you are going out 25 of you are coming back like there's no sympathy for the kids this is like no, you have to go through this rite of passage. You need to experience a little bit of pain and eat some humble pie in the form of a cricket paddle just flogging you in the behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll become a man as a result of that. Uh, and like, it's great that that's not really allowed anymore. But there are still so many of these like horrible, horrible rites of passage that have like maybe become even more nefarious because like they can't be quite as overt as just like getting hit in the butt without you like going on the internet and getting destroyed uh, or going to jail or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That being said, yeah. um, should we have some sort of like new podcaster mm. hazing that goes on? Huh? Yeah. What should that be? Everyone has to podcast about the first season of the strain. <laughs> yeah. The Strigoi. Yeah. <laughs> Do we like have like sort of like a requisite show that everybody has? And it doesn't even necessarily get released into mm-hmm. a podcast feed, but you have to like recap every single episode of a first season. Maybe it's just a movie because then we'd have to like, who's going to like, you know, listen to all these podcasts? That no amazing. one, no one. Yeah. But it's just like I, getting in. Who's the listening rep. to this one? Yeah. Are you out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, what would the movie be? Do they have to watch Days and Confused every day for a month? No, I think um, got to be worse. Got to be a bad movie. We'll come up with it. Let us yeah. let us know the ideas for hazing the new podcasters. Yeah, uh, yeah, but we won't accept any of them because they're gonna be like very soft. Because it's like, okay, well, I'm not gonna like try and inflict any pain on myself if I want to be a podcaster. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I guess like we'll accept the ideas from anyone who is not aspiring to be a podcaster. Uh, sure. If you have no interest in being a podcaster, we would be interested in hearing your ideas for how to haze the the new podcasters. Um, were you surprised by any of the actor appearances in this movie? Did were you doing any IMD bags 
on any of these people after the movie was though. over i yeah, was uh, looking at it. and then you also got the like at the end of the movie you know it wasn't necessarily like the um you know um animal house of right. like here's what happened to this person but you did get in order of appearance like every single person yes and there was so many people in this cast yes uh not all of them and in fact i would say probably like most of them weren't like somebody's yet uh but so many of them would go on to become somebody's i think like the the most famous one and like sort of i think the origin point of the really widely iconic all right all right all right uh matthew mcconaughey in this film as wooderson uh this is sort of Mm -hmm. like uh, what Sean Penn is to Fast Times, uh, McConaughey is to Dazed and Confused as this guy who is like a few years past his prime, but is still hanging out in the local town, just like predatorially picking off all of like the other kids from from high school and like completely yeah. unable to move on with his life. Well, let me ask you, did was it uh, did uh, Richard Linklater? Did he just have like uh, that he got like all these like hot, like up and coming people or was it just the act of being in Dazed and Confused really was like jet fuel to all these people's I would, career? I would suspect it's a little closer to that. Um, I don't think that's exactly the case for absolutely everybody in this movie. Like, I don't think that that's necessarily the case for McConaughey, for instance. Um, I guess I'd be curious to know, like, what is McConaughey's, like, career like early on at this point? Um, I do think that it is considered his breakout, it it seems like, Days and Confused. So Mm -hmm. I think that this movie has some really standout performances that then will go on and get reexamined. And I think, like, a big piece of it, too, is this movie is, like, a real filmmaker's movie, I think. I think, like... People who love movies and make movies love this film quite a bit. And so probably revisit it a lot and look at the McConaughey's of the world or the Afflicks of the world and uh, are like, yes, you were in Dazed and Confused. You're in one of my favorite movies of all time. I'd love to work with you more. Yeah. And McConaughey, I mean, had not done anything prior to that. He was in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries Uh uh, and he was in a Trisha Yearwood video. Yeah. Then I think you have your answer for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking at like Joey Lauren Adams, who speaking of Kevin Smith is going to be uh, at the center of chasing Amy a few years down the line from here. Mall rats. She's a couple of years away from Mm -hmm. she'd only been in before this. And that was the same year. And unfortunately, I think we missed. We missed. We missed. the. I think it was tight with Coneheads. I think that there was a couple other things that we could have done. We'll do uh, January. We could do 1993 seconds. It's fine. How about that? Second chances i think the cone heads we could leave in 1993 uh-huh i would be pretty sad about that that's a chris farley appearance uh mm-hmm. we take all the farley we could possibly get uh but yeah I, th- I think that probably it is that thing of like you were in this movie and it kind of uh it did not rocket everybody to know for certain no cer- certainly not yeah, yeah. um most of the leads i feel like it did not really uh jettison their career no, uh, like Jason London, uh, who is uh, Randall Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. uh, the star of the movie. He has had, you know, uh, like a, a continued career as an actor, but he has not exploded. 
Yeah. Um, his uh, his twin brother, Jeremy London, uh, was probably the uh, the two of the London brothers that I knew better uh, for for my sins. Uh, he was uh, Griffin in Party of Five. Uh, mm-hmm. Big, big party of five fan yeah uh, so i do him as the and i think i was really mind blown actually the first time i saw dazed and confused because i didn't know that the london brothers were a thing i was like why does griffin from party of five look a little different uh it's because it wasn't griffin from party of five it was his twin brother but i think a lot of the leads yeah i think that they sort of have a moment here have something of a career moving on but then it's like some of the ones that you wouldn't necessarily expect like mila jovovich is in this movie and mm-hmm. completely forgotten uh, and so she's like on her way towards the fifth element here in this movie. Uh, so like, does she get the fifth element because she's here in dazed and confused? Like a real high school, you know, you went and the people that you thought were going to be the successful ones uh, weren't necessarily. But then you go back to the uh, high school reunion and it's like, oh, look at this, this person, yeah. this person. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting uh, that Mila Jovovich and one of the uh, other main actors in this movie, uh, Sean Andrews, who plays Kevin Pickford, uh, they got married this year, 1993, and then their marriage is annulled as well in 1993. Uh, So I feel like probably like the making of Dazed and Confused is not a thing that I know altogether all that well, Mm -hmm. that I wonder what like the hijinks of the actors uh, looked like. Uh, I think it could be could be fascinating to do yeah. the, the deeper dive on. But like Cole Hauser, who plays just sort of like one of the jockey bros in this movie, uh, would go on to have like a very, very strange career uh, where he would be like sort of like tepid bad guy in a couple of like late 90s, early 2000s thrillers. I think he's in rain. Uh, is he in? Is it Reindeer Games? Is that the movie with Ben Affleck is like some sort of uh, action hero? I feel like maybe he's in Reindeer Games. Maybe he's not. He's the bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious. uh, (laughs) And just like a bunch of other really strange appearances before he absolutely explodes in 2018 as like the most loved character, I think like uh, across the board on Yellowstone uh, mm-hmm. as Rip Wheeler on, on Yellowstone. So like some of these people who were in Dazed and Confused waited decades to just pop off. How much of this is because of like the delayed Dazed and Confused effect? I'm not so sure. Uh, have you done the Yellowstone yet because it's interfering with your big brother? Um, no, I haven't Are you watched protesting? it protesting? I'm not protesting. I just, uh, that I don't know when I would start to fit in Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah. It'd be hard to, hard to find the time. I think mm-hmm. not easy, not easily done. Uh, so, so yeah, I think, uh, like I was even thinking, where is Parker Posey at this point in time making days and confused? Cause she's like going to be really part of like the Christopher guest, uh, like mockumentary, uh, family, uh, and that hasn't really happened for her at this point in time, too. So, yeah, I think like people really show up here and then get siphoned out into different directions yeah. or they just kind of kind of fade away. OK, we've talked so much about the meta of Dazed and Confused. Uh, I feel like that we would be doing a disservice to the people that love this movie without talking about uh, what about some of like the iconic moments from this? Yeah. What what do you felt particularly iconic? Uh, were there a couple of things that stood out to you? Like if you walk away from Dazed and Confused, what are you going to be thinking about the most? <laughs> so, I mean, there's uh, a lot of like the little like uh, vignette stuff that 
I'll probably be thinking about. But I, I feel like that really the culmination of the movie with like uh, there's this whole thing with the football team. Yes. They have to sign a contract and, uh, you know, Inc. doesn't want to sign it. Uh, yeah. And yeah. You know, I, I feel like that in a lot of movies, um, it would be like that by the end, it was like, hey, you know, I learned that being around like uh, my my friends and they were taking me down the wrong path. And so I'm going to get on the straight and narrow and go out there and I'm going to win the big game because I ended up like dedicating myself to my craft. And I think that what's interesting about this movie is that this mainish character sort of like rejects like you know what i'm not gonna sign the thing and if it means that. that i don't play high school football like fine whatever this doesn't matter anyway yeah and for the person who's watching this from the future who knows that you know that the thing that probably that they do I, again and i'm not a high school athlete so maybe it's like no high school football was the best thing ever but I think that it was just the uh, good times that were had was probably the thing that you would like want to keep most right. from this time. Yes. Now, maybe, you know, if it's not like that uh, Randall Pink Floyd was on his way to the NFL or anything like that. So you'd hate to see somebody not do their uh, schoolwork and then go on to like a bad trajectory for life. But that there were things that were, you know, more important in the big picture, even though the adults here may have uh, misprioritized them. I think getting tickets to Aerosmith a lot more important than playing football personally. Well, good uh, for Aerosmith still out there. Although I did see they had to uh, like uh, pause their tour, but start still. starting to get to that point. Uh, but still like, we're at that point, but like that we're just getting to that point. 30 years greater Aerosmith, than these and keep confused. staying the same age and yeah. uh, no, <laughs> no, but they're staying not. the same age. Yeah, definitely not for sure. We got older. We got older. Uh, I think that the, one of the most satisfying parts of the movie is watching, watching that arc uh, and seeing like by the end, like pink is like sort of wrestling. He's like making his coach sweat. He thinks it's ridiculous that this like sort of like we shall not do drugs uh, contract is being circulated amongst the players and needs to be signed in order to stay on with the football team. And I think it's sort of this like rightful acknowledgement that's actually like very evocative of like the Hollywood strikes and the striking that's going on in the labor movement right now of like, you think you've got the power to make me sign this? Like, I'm not going to like, like you can't control what I do with my life. Uh, you need me to play football more than I need you to play football. Uh, and like him crumpling that piece of paper and throwing it at the coach at the end of the movie of like, I might play football, but I'll never sign that. Uh, great moment. Very, very, very satisfying, I think. Uh, and uh, probably like the best, like, uh, uh, like the best, like emotional beat of the movie or one of the really, really good emotional beats of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um one of mine is an emotional beatdown. Uh, it's uh, Newhouse decides because uh, he and the Anthony Rapp character, Tony, uh, they're sort of like the outsiders. They're the nerdy types. They're going to go to the party begrudgingly. They don't really want to do it. One of the things that Newhouse, uh, Newhouse I'm, I want to dance. Uh, Newhouse is going to go on and try to like 
get into a uh, like he wants to like feel something and he wants to get into a fight with this guy who was mean to him earlier at the party played by Nikki Cat, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who has like a lot of the iconic lines of this movie. Like I came here to drink beer and kick ass and I'm almost out of beer. Uh, and Newhouse like goes up to him, dumps a beer on his head, socks him in the face, gets like the first like kickoff to the what he believes to be like the inevitable fight, then gets his butt totally whooped. And he cries at the end of the mm-hmm. fight. And I think like that's the last time we see him. That look uh, of him crying on the other side of the fight. Very, uh, very memorable to me. Uh, like, I don't know why. Maybe because of like all of the rage fantasies that I've had in my life, Rob, of like, OK, well, I'll just like dump the beer on the bully's head and throw a punch. But probably afterwards, I would just get my butt kicked and I'd cry about mm-hmm. it. Like felt very real. Yeah. Uh, but I think about that moment a ton. Like when I think about Dazed and Confused, that's really high on my board of scenes that I remember. Yeah, he has a bit of a miscalculation where he's like, hey, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to sucker punch him. I'm going to get one shot in. And then the the crowd is going to like, they'll pull us apart. Yeah. They're not going to like let this go on too far. I just play defense for a couple seconds. And then ultimately they're going to bail us out. And it goes on for a while. Goes on for a bit. Yeah. The defense yeah. Uh, does not get <laughs> The defense is not played that great, and no. the re, uh, reinforcements are not called. They don't. In. They don't arrive as fast as he wants them to. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. The entirety of Ben Affleck, I think, is very memorable to me. Uh, like just his whole vibe, the hair, just like the full on like alpha broiness, or like uh like attempt at alpha broiness from this extraordinarily insecure person. Uh, that I think Affleck like plays really, really, really well. Uh, I think he's he's great. Like this guy who is like repeating senior year probably has like extraordinary amounts of like shame behind it uh, and like covers it up by just like kicking the crap out of kids that are now five years younger than him at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, only to get smothered in paint by uh, the end of his time in the film. Uh, very fun. Uh, he's a total turd and he gets taken care of. Uh, righteous justice goes to Ben Affleck in this movie. Yeah. He's got his, uh, paddle, uh, which says on it, uh, <laughs> fa and then Q. Uh, on- <laughs> so he's, uh, it's an FAQ. He has a lot of questions yeah. that are frequently asked of him. Yeah, he's uh, basically a Batman in this film. I mean, uh, that if you consider the paddle to be, is kind of a bat. Sure, and he has his car as sort of a Batmobile. Mm-hmm. Is this like sort of his a prelude to his Batman era? I think so. Dazed and confused. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the enemies that Batman punches in the head are dazed and confused by the end of their time with the Caped Crusader. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Who else in this movie would have been a really good Batman? <sighs> I feel like Matthew McConaughey in another world. Could he have done it? No. No. No, everyone would like because uh, like his voice is so recognizable that in the universe of Batman, everyone would be like you're Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, I mean, I can all see right, it. all right, all right, you caught me. You know, uh, you know. Rory Cochran in the uh, one of <laughs> he it could be like a I could see him like as like a Bane type, a Bane type. Yeah, I think there's a couple of Bane types in here. I think like probably more of like Batman's rogues mm-hmm. here uh, than actual Batman themselves uh so the affleck is big 
McConaughey's entire like McConaughey-ness uh, is uh, it's not McConaughey. I mean, some of the things he does is McConaughey-ness, uh, but a lot of it is like McConaughey-mechanic yeah. uh, as in well, iconic. Josh, it's really interesting because that McConaughey is the person that is most closely associated with this. It's probably McConaughey's like if we were going to do like the Mount Rushmore of of McConaughey. This is like, I think this is on there. Yes. I think it's probably his most iconic role. Would you? I mean, I feel like that this is your wheelhouse. Oh, more. man. What's Matthew McConaughey's most iconic role? And it's he's really not in the film that much. I feel like his first appearance in the film, it's like 35, 40 minutes into the movie. He has a couple of different scenes and, you know, I know you, you know, immediately. Okay. That's Matthew McConaughey. I mean, the, all right, all right, all right. Follows him still 30 years later. Yeah. The, I keep getting older. They keep saying the same age. Uh, that also, you know, I didn't even know that the uh, L I V I N live in, which yeah, was, was a big part of Survivor a couple seasons ago yeah. when, you know, Cody from that season was like an aspiring uh, Matthew McConaughey that he talked about how he had that tattooed on his butt. And Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. Living. I, I got go back and watch that one. Season 43, episode wow. one is named Living. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And so I think he really like is. Were they allowed to, to show his butt on TV or no? I think I don't know if they showed like a small, small I feel like oh, I small, it, a yeah. small section of the book. Yeah, I think it's not really too close to the crack. Yeah, too. Both. I was just going to say a small section of the butt is a good name for a memoir, but too close to the crack. Also not bad. Too close to the crack. Yeah, and I think so, a lot of the people who walk away from the seniors of Days and Confused could be. Writing I think it's more side that. butt than yeah. like right, you know, right in there. And We're just like uh, giving away good ideas right now, by the way, for <laughs> names of books for the kids from mm -hmm. Dazed and Confused. But yeah, it's just so interesting that like uh, McConaughey, I think that I probably would have thought was like the star of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. he is like a supporting character at best. Yeah. I well, I think that this will be a thing that we really see a lot in the 90s going forward. Like my head is immediately going to Brad Pitt as like a sort of similar guy who a lot of his most iconic characters, I think, are supporting roles. Uh, like I think his supporting roles for me are uh, more classic than his his lead roles. And I think that that might also be true for McConaughey. I think definitely like so much of like the McConaughey vibe emanates out from his time here as Wooderson in this movie. And then I think like what would be really competitive with this character would probably be uh, Rust Cole from True Detective that kicks mm -hmm. off sort of the McConaissance back in like 2014. Sure. Uh, but it takes like that long. It's a, a, a slew of rom-coms and then supporting roles and some pretty good dramas like contact or whatever uh that stand between those two poles um i think like interstellar is on the other side of that too and i think like i wouldn't even necessarily say like you think of mcconaughey and immediately you go to interstellar some people certainly do mm -hmm. but i think like you think of mcconaughey you do think of like sort of this vibe whether or not you're thinking about this character i think the vibe starts here for sure mm-hmm yeah, and it defined his whole career. Everything, everything about him. Yeah, couldn't couldn't escape it. Uh, I think uh, quite a bit about uh, about Mitch Mitch Kramer. Mitch Kramer's like really big day 
uh mitch who's like this star pitcher for his like junior high school baseball team who goes and gets his butt whooped he's like the first of his friends who gets their butt whooped by ben affleck and then he gets befriended by pink and has like a really great night out uh and gets like really really drunk and his sister is looking after him and pink is looking after him as well and uh he's gonna like hook up with this girl and he's gonna have all these things happen he's gonna get home really late and the thing that I think about is him returning home and his mom being like, all right, you get like, you get one, you get one. Mm-hmm. This is it. If you ever come back uh, before, like if you ever come back after sunrise, mm-hmm. uh, not before uh, again, you'll be in huge trouble. But also, are you drunk right now? And he's just like, nah, no. And his story ending with him just like after all of that, lying in bed and not immediately going to sleep, but instead like, listening to music with headphones on i never quite understood that but i think about his story a good amount mm-hmm. yeah you would think he would be tired because yeah i would think day. that he's too tired to operate the tape cassette yeah like, is he gonna have like the like is he gonna have like the the level of energy that's required to like fast forward through a song you don't like to get to the song that you <laughs> like is he gonna you have like to all of them is he going to have the dexterity to like eject the tape, mm-hmm. flip it back over, put it back in, put it down, press play. Lots of buttons. A lot of buttons. Yeah. Lots of buttons. But, yeah. I felt like that when mom is like, all right, this is it. You get one. It's like, mom, it's only freshman year. Like <laughs> I'm going to have, I have to have a lot more than one. I mean, I feel like that this was just like his first taste of this. I feel like there's going to be a lot more nights like this. This may have been a tactical error on his mother's part uh like letting him have this one this early on you do have to imagine that uh like a a really like savvy mitch kramer is going to be able to like expose this weakness and exploit it and maneuver Mm -hmm. around for the remainder of his high school years Mm -hmm. it's just a thought yeah you know draw those boundaries early i think Uh, you got to you got to you have no choice um what else? What are some of the other ones from from this movie that you felt? So uh, I liked any time that they were sort of like talking about what was to come. There's a few like really like uh, clever moments where there's a woman who's in the convenience store and the man in the convenience store is like giving her like all sorts of advice. She's pregnant and he's like, you know, you got to you got to make sure eat something green yeah. every single day. As like she's buying cigarettes at yeah. the convenience store, and he's like p- like packing the cigarettes in the bag, and like there's no mention of that, but you know he's giving her like the advice of like how to have like a very healthy pregnancy. Yes, uh, yeah, I think uh, you know seeing seeing some of the disparity between like <laughs> modern medicine, uh, mm-hmm. maybe some of this stuff changing a little bit over the years. Also, that there's a scene where they're talking about how like well you know. The 60s were awesome, but the 70s are lame. Mm -hmm. But the 80s are probably going to be awesome. Yes. Uh, This also felt uh, a little real. (laughs) But in this conversation about, like, nostalgia, where it's like, of course, you'd say, like, the time that you're living in sucks. Yes. But the, you know, the time that came right before that was was so good. Whereas, yeah. you know, for us, even doing this podcast, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're going back to the 90s. The 90s, 
uh that was awesome yeah but i think the person in the 90s is probably saying like uh this isn't so well, good the 90s suck but yeah. you know the 70s was awesome like let's watch this movie about the 70s yeah grass is always movie, greener yeah you know about the 70s like 70s uh you know they suck the 60s were awesome yeah, yeah. and actually I really missed, a lot of i really missed the nostalgia. 40s yeah yeah yeah, I don't know if there's ever '40s nostalgia other than like World War II stuff. Um, yeah, '40s and earlier. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, you know, in the '70s, you know, there's like Happy Days and like a lot of like '50s mm -hmm. uh, like uh, nostalgia. Yeah, um, are we getting 2000s nostalgia? Is this no. well? No. If we are, it, it it didn't happen yet. Maybe we're at the cusp of it. It's yeah. it's interesting. So you know, in the 70s uh they're like talking a lot about the 50s and in yes. the 90s they're talking about the 70s i guess we kind of had like uh you know there was a lot of 80s nostalgia um but i feel like that the the length of time it took to get there has been like increasing yeah so now there's a lot of 90s nostalgia here um and it's like you know 30 years 25 years uh after the fact there was a lot of 80s stuff, uh, I feel like, you know, pretty recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think of, like, what is, like, some good 2000s, 2010s. I mean, the stuff that, like, you're seeing about, like, 2000s and 2010s, like, that's getting made now. I feel like I'm thinking about, like, I don't know, stuff like... I'm thinking about like they make like the Dick Cheney movie or they make like the big short or whatever. It's like, oh, that's not so nostalgic. Oh, that yeah. guy it just sucks. Like the nostalgia hasn't really hit. Uh, yeah, but or, like that's, the, these like, are the criminals that have made it so that today yeah, is Bernie Madoff. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Um but that stuff is not necessarily like nostalgia. Like yeah. the, when we get to nostalgia, it's like the the uh, high school in these times. I think yeah. that's when that really starts to get explored. And you need those people who were in high school at that time to, you know, rise to power where they have the ability to like green light these projects. Yeah, for sure. Um what else do you got on on Dazed and Confused? Uh, do we have any sequel ideas for Dazed and Confused? Oh my god, I didn't even think. Of I that. wonder what. Okay. I wonder what Chat GPT. So, now, would it be a sequel to Dazed and Confused? I think so, right? Because it's like I think, so. like, I think yeah. well, while we're on the subject of what would Dazed and Confused look like, so what is it? It's like uh, seventeen years. I think is the spread between. Uh, between the events of Dazed and Confused and the movie Dazed and Confused. So what would life look like, I guess, is that, what, am I mathing on a podcast again? I shouldn't be doing this. 2010. So what does Dazed and Confused look like for the characters of Dazed and Confused in 2010? Okay. Uh, Wait, so the sequel, this is where I'm getting confused. So it's this Dazed and Confused 2 yeah, that's coming yeah. out now but it takes place in the year 2010 yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah dazed and confused be... 2010 is the name you of don't the want movie. to just have it set in the current day sure let's just do it now but i mean like okay. they're they've gotten old they're real old they're they're point. very old i yeah. guess yeah sure let's do it though let's find out how old they got all right are they still like they're definitely going to jail for a lot of their behavior mm -hmm. like life in prison whatever's yeah. left of it okay all right 
So all, all right, right this all is right, called right. all right, all right, all right, all right. This is called Dazed and Confused. Oh, sorry, Dazed and Amused. Colon <laughs> class of twenty twenty three. Okay, because great. We're, that we're less confused. Okay, all right. Um, the central theme revolves around the kids of the original characters attending the same high school in Austin, Texas, grappling with the eerily similar challenges that their parents face, from bullying to romance, yada yada yada. Uh, meanwhile, the original cast is facing their own midlife dramas they find themselves coming to terms with their past and their kids relive it albeit in the 21st century randall pink floyd who Mm. was once a promising football star is now a high school coach struggling to connect with the new generation of athletes yeah no kidding that's interesting maybe she's like sign my paper yeah (laughs) yeah what does his paper say i wonder yeah um hmm uh, like, hey, uh, no, uh, like, uh, no phone usage. Yeah, if you get Aerosmith tickets, you have to give them to me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is very, this is very vague. Let me see. What are the specific challenges uh, the characters face? Yes. What What happens to? Uh, what, should we do some like, where are they nows? Maybe. Mm, yeah. yeah. Where Where is Wooderson now? I would wonder. Yeah, let's see. Probably um, deceased. <laughs> he might be. So how old is he? he, goes, he what is he? So he was in uh, 1970. So he's like, he's in his what? Late, uh, he's like, he's late like, 60s. Yeah, late 60s, early 70s. But that feels like a long life expectancy for that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, Randall Pink Floyd, he's having a midlife crisis. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, is Chat GPT dazed and confused about uh, how to yeah. process a dazed and confused. Let's see, you want to know about uh, Mike Newhouse? Yeah, I do want to know okay. what's up with Mike. He's Newhouse. grown increasingly cynical and disenchanted with the state <laughs> of modern politics. Yeah, his, his skepticism. Did he ever become an ACLU lawyer? I don't. I don't know. His skepticism yeah. comes to a head when he finds out his son is getting involved with a very polarizing political group at school, causing him to question his own beliefs and the values he's passed on. Mm. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So, what What is uh? Does, it, amused. Twenty twenty three doesn't sound that fun. No, it doesn't. It was more amusing in days than confused. And we should have said it in twenty ten. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Uh, mm-hmm. what is what's happened to Ben Affleck? Uh, Fred O'Banion. Does ChatGPT tell us what happened to Ben? Is he still a senior in high school? A senior yeah. citizen in high school at this. What point? happened to uh, yeah? What happens Fred? to Ben Affleck? Uh, uh, how do you spell O'Banion? Uh, o apostrophe B A N N I O N. Okay, O'Banion, uh, uh, played by Ben Benjamin Affleck. Uh, Affleck, star of such films mm-hmm. as. Okay. Uh, he's once the high school bully. Uh, he transitioned to adulthood with a mixed bag of fortunes and life lessons. He owns a local auto repair shop and is somewhat of a reformed character, though still quite cantankerous. Yeah, uh, he's divorced. He has a son named Connor, who's a high school senior. <laughs> OK, he's the complete opposite of him. He's shy, introverted and academically focused. That sounds right. That's how this goes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a generation. Yeah. So he and so that they get into a lot of his plot line. He is a lot more in this movie. Uh, he owns an auto well, shop. I mean, it makes sense if they were able to get Ben Affleck. Yeah, back, you got to give him a ton of role. Yeah, for um, sure. so he owns an auto shop that's struggling because of the rise in electric vehicles and the challenges that are posed by a more advanced automotive technology. Like he's a grease monkey. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do with like a computer in a no. car. No, 
give a man a wrench, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's also dating again, uh, and he met an old flame at a local bar who challenges his perspective on uh, love and life. Is the old flame anyone from the original film? They don't say. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't say. No. So, yeah. Do you want to know uh, what happened to uh, Wooderson? Yeah. What did happen to Wooderson? Yeah. Uh, what happens with uh, Wooderson played by uh, Matthew... McConaughey. Well, I hope yes. it's not jail. Yeah. Okay. Could very well be jail. All right. All right. So David Wooderson, he's known for living in the past and always being around high school parties, despite being older, has uh, somewhat surprisingly evolved into a local legend and a successful entrepreneur. Oh, wow. He's the owner of a popular chain of chill lounges that capitalizes on 70s nostalgia named All Right, All Right, All Right Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, we can workshop that. Yeah. However, this is where, you know, th this movie is more serious. Uh -oh. uh, the years yeah. of partying have caught up to him. And he, after a minor health scare, Wooderson is forced to reconsider his yeah. lifestyle. His usual mantra of just keep living now requires him to define what living really means at this stage in, in his life. Yeah. Get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good. his lifestyle is not all right, all right, all right for me anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ultimately, this film is going to close with him pondering changes for his lounges, but decidingly uh, to say change is inevitable, but being uncool, that's a choice, man. That's a choice. All that right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's the final line of the movie. Can you say that again one more time? What's the final line of Dazed and Amused? Change is inevitable, but being uncool, that's a choice, man. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I give that zero earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> He's still the heart of the movie. Of course. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, he I mean, collects, if he can get everybody. Collects a new Academy Award over it. Uh, <laughs> what happened to Mitch Kramer? Uh, I would love to know what, what happens to Mitch Kramer at the uh, in the modern version of... Uh, of dazed and amused yes okay was he able to sneak out at night a few more times let's find okay. out okay well yeah it didn't go so great for the actor who played uh mitch kramer as far oh, no. as hollywood's concerned uh no wiley wiggins didn't go on to have a great uh career after this no but he's uh he's, he's lucky in love and a game designer which is cool mm -hmm. yeah. yeah okay so uh mitch uh, that he is, uh, he oh, he works at the high school. He's a okay. high school teacher. Okay. Um, but his by the book lifestyle is questioned when his own teenage son, Derek, starts attending the school and is a rebel. Oh, mm hmm. Yeah. He has a midlife crisis. Mm hmm. Uh, so does everybody. Uh, at the big party, uh, Mitch has a moment of ref reflection when he comes across the paddle he was beaten with as a freshman, <laughs> now a relic. <laughs> displayed uh -huh. as a joke it served as a stark reminder of how far he's come in the lessons he's learned you After know, it's it interesting i believe that paddle was horribly destroyed uh mm -hmm. in a fit of rage from ben affleck they uh, well they rebuilt it yep um, after a deep conversation with wooderson and the other old friends helps him realize that while stability has its merits life also requires taking some risks he's too in the books now yeah so say we all yeah, he's going to go on a, uh, a overdue vacation with his family to try okay. to reconnect. 
Nice. All right. Good for him. All right. So some uh, good, uh, like, where are they now is, I think, here uh, in Dazed yeah. and Amused. And really, I think the lesson of Dazed and Amused is that, like, you could be cool in high school, but then you still become, like, kind of like the, the loser later on. Yes. That is something that was palpable. Has it happened to movie. us? No, definitely not. Uh, what was it about? Uh, being cool is a choice, and we made it. Mm -hmm. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all yeah. right. Definitely not a thing that I could appreciate watching Dazed and Confused while I was still either in high school or just out of high school. But now, like 20 years or so after that, it's like, yeah, a lot of you people who thought you were king shit. Where mm -hmm. are you now? Where are you Great. now? Yeah, your definitely podcast? lots of uh, yeah. uh, schadenfreude uh, that I've uh, enjoyed in my yeah. post Dazed and Confused viewing number one and greatly enjoyed during viewing number two. Mm -hmm. um, Days of Confused, 30 years worse, 30 years greater, 30 years the same. I mean, for you, this is a hard one because I guess like you just watched it. Yeah, I just watched it. For I me, mean, it was 30 years greater. I, I appreciated it so much more on this one. I'm sure uh, it holds up. One. I mean, yeah. it's it's a piece that was to document this time, and I don't think anything's changed. So it's not no. like, wow, this is really dated. No, no. Um, are you ready to reveal what we're going to do next week? Please. On 30 Years Greater. So again, uh, in the spirit of Brendan and Zach's movie ladder, how are we movie laddering our way to our next film here on 30 Years Greater? And this next one, Rob, is um, a period piece as well. Uh, yes. if, if Dazed and Confused was a period piece uh, set in a, a, a throwback era, of 1976 then this next movie is a period piece set in a throwback era uh 10 years from now uh so we actually haven't even gotten to the period yes uh, that this movie it's covers. more of a throw forward yeah, it's a throw forward so throwback to throw forward is is where we are as i think that it would be a crime uh, mm -hmm. if we didn't talk about this movie. Like a crime uh, to which the penalty would uh, result in uh, getting frozen in cryostasis only to be thawed out when your mortal enemy has been also thawed out of cryostasis and released mm -hmm. upon a utopian society. I think that we would be committing the 30 years greater equivalent of a murder-death kill if yeah. we did not try to solve the mystery of the three seashells with Demolition Man, baby, next okay. up on 30 Years Greater. This is a promise fulfilled, and uh, I am very excited I that we are hyped. here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've already watched Demolition Man this year. Uh, oh. Like, pretty recently. Uh, and I don't even know. It may have been on the other side of us figuring out that this would be a fun movie project. I, I can't remember exactly when, but it was the summer for sure. Yeah, uh, it was when I watched uh, Demolition Man yet, uh, last. Ridiculous film. Absurd. This will be one where I think we will uh, comb over the plot with uh, some degree a of fine fairness. comb. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot that we're going to get into with Demolition Man, uh, the Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock and Wesley Snipes vehicle, uh, Demolition Man, self-driving cars and uh, so much more coming your way on uh 30 years greater next make sure you're subscribed post your recaps.com slash 30 or 30 years greater wherever you get your podcast subscribe 
rate and review. Check us out on YouTube if you wish, postshowrecaps.com slash YouTube. And you can hit us up on the internet wherever you can find us. I'm at Round Howard. Rob is at Rob Sesternino. Rob, you're still suitsing. You're uh, probably by the time this is out, uh, you're surviving as well now. Yep. Living. Yep. <laughs> get busy living. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you ever get surviving tattooed on your butt? Would I get surviving? No. Yeah. No. Mike Bloom no. might. Under he the right might. circumstances. I mean, I guess he, he may have already it's done not it. not impossible that he already has it. Yeah. Not impossible he already has it. So, so much happening at RHAP. Check that out. Uh, all of the stuff that Rob and the gang have going on. Everything going on here on Poster Recap. So much scripted stuff, including Suits Yourself, SuitsPodcast.com, if you want to check all of that out. Uh, now in season three, uh, headed to season four. Unbelievable. Just at a real clip. Uh, you're doing okay? You're doing all right, all right, all right? Doing all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's great. Uh, well, dazed and confused, you did all right, all right, all right. We hope to see you again in 30 years with dazed and amused. Uh, to everybody else, including the demolition man, we will see you next week. Till then, take care. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.